right, welcome into the Empty Bottle Sports Podcast. And man, I gotta say, I am hyped. Corey is with me. I am no, he is hyped because our two fabled sons are just these. Our stars are coming back to college, man. Kofi Coburn just announced on Friday he's returning to Illinois. Hunter Dickinson a couple of weeks ago announced he's coming back to Michigan. The Big Ten again is primed and ready to just be the talk of college basketball before they inevitably fall short in the national tournament. But, you know, we'll get to that, you know, in like February and March when the tournament talk starts going around. But for now, we got some title contenders in here, Corey. Uh, what is Hunter Dickinson, him coming back to Michigan, do for the Wolverines with like a, a young but like very talented freshman class coming in? Everything. It does everything. What it does is it completely solidifies our lineup. I mean, we, we have, we know who we're centering our offense and probably our defense around. I mean, in the same way that Coburn is like the centerpiece to your guys' entire team, that mm-hmm. is Hunter Dickinson for the Wolverines. I mean, they are going to run everything through him. He's going to be the key to almost every game we play, probably, as long as he stays healthy. And what he did for himself also is, I mean, he's only going to go up in draft stock, assuming good health. I mean, this kid is going to get bigger and stronger. He's going to hopefully improve shooting. I mean, you can get slightly worse, you know, sometimes, but I can't imagine he gets worse. And I'm excited to see. I mean, you're right. We'll find out what, uh, you know, what kind of disappointments we're looking at down the line. But I'm excited to see the matchup between our teams. And we're going to have to do some some funny podcast work there. Maybe we do something live while we watch the game. That would be kind of cool. I would like to do that. Uh, I know some podcasts do like second half reactions. So like second half pops on and they start doing a uh, live podcast and just comment on the game. while it's. I would love to do that for sure. Cause um, it's just nice having, you know, habitually competitive teams. Cause like Illinois would have been a tournament team this year, but now with Coburn coming back, a consensus second team, all American last year, um, and then maybe national player of the year candidate this year coming back. I mean, paired up with Andre oh, Cabello, yeah. that point, uh, our point guard. I mean, it's just a, a deadly uh, combo on the pick and roll there. So um, it, it just solidifies them as a top 10 team and, you know, one or two seed, which just, you know, in, in 2005, the Illini dropped off after the national championship appearance because the head coach just couldn't keep recruiting after Bill Self left for Kansas. So, uh, we want to see, you know, the run continue after the one seed last year and just, you know, habitually put teams in the top uh, seeds of the, of the tournament. But so conference outlook, man, it, I think Hunter Dickinson and Coburn vault Illinois and Michigan from top year half teams to probably like top two or three. And the only other team I could probably say that's like fighting them with it and might be the favorite above those two teams is Purdue returning pretty much everybody and then just a year older. Um, and they had a really strong second half uh, in the Big Ten last year. So um, it's going to be a dogfight, man. But I will say I'm glad to see uh, Wisconsin on, you know, decreasing in talent. And they're having a lot of troubles with their head coach right now. Yeah, it's nice. <laughs> yeah, Indiana being down in the dumps. And uh, Michigan State not looking as elite as they have been in the past. And Praise the Lord. Yeah, I mean, this is though, and also I don't mind Iowa. I know that's more of an Illinois thing, but I don't mind Iowa being uh, down in the dumps either. So, oh, me, 
Me neither, dude. They're always scary to play. They're like a Wisconsin that no one else talks about, but Big Ten teams. Yeah, yeah. Really, the Big Ten teams that. are like they're a lot like Wisconsin, and then like on the national stage, people are like, "Who's Iowa?" And we're like, "Yeah, yeah they're Wisconsin, but like more under the radar." Yeah, not playing. <laughs> <laughs> like, Just, please and thank you. Who was that seven foot white guy that was killing us all last year? Yeah. That guy is annoying. <laughs> Never again. Garza, no. Yeah, dude, I, you know for a fact on either Wisconsin or Iowa, there's another one of those like uh, Luca Garza. <laughs> yeah, there's just yeah that that's like a two star product, but you know they just come out of nowhere and just dominate yeah. college basketball. All like oh, Frank yeah. Kaminsky and Luca, yeah, just stupid. Uh, All right, yeah, but we'll have a lot to talk about. I'm excited for college basketball. We haven't even gotten to college football yet, and we'll we'll have a lot to talk uh, about that in August for sure. And we'll we'll do we'll break down our teams even more in August about that but uh right now heat of baseball season Corey and the mlb all-star game just passed home run derby just passed so oh mlb was on the center stage and they've had a marketing problem to say the least from the past i don't know two decades with different the steroid least, era yeah. um just lack of markability of their star athletes um because i mean mike trout doesn't want he's not he's probably been the best arguably one of the best baseball players to ever play the game and nine out of 10 people, if they saw him walking down the street, they would not recognize him, but we have, he hasn't been overly outspoken. No. Yeah. He just, he's just not, he just doesn't want to be the face of, you know, major league. He's just not into it. And plus Mm -hmm. he's in Los Angeles, but it's the angels and it's not the Dodgers and West coast teams are always a little bit harder to market, you know, the teams anyway, a lot of budding stars that we saw in the all-star game. So my question to you is who do you think could be or is right now the face of baseball and could propel the sport to greater heights? To me, it's got to be Otani. And I hope I said that right. That one drives me nuts because I haven't ever looked it up and I really need to. (laughs) But I think it's Otani. And if I said it wrong, I'm terribly sorry. And I'll probably correct it. No, I won't. But I, you know, he's, He's so exciting, and to be a pitcher that can do what he does in the batter's box is wild. And, I mean, yeah, I know he didn't win the home run derby, but, like, stupid. He's yeah. he's winning the dang season to me. This dude is murdering it. And, you know, Stephen A. had his little gaffe with oh, that. Oh, stupid. That was just – it was dumb. It was just dumb, and I, it was something I don't think he thought about before he said it. No. It was clearly to me. But it was like, this guy is – He's going to be, I think he's going to be the face of the MLB for a little while here. I mean, he's exciting to watch on both sides of the ball. Yeah. And when he pitches, he's literally got the ball in his hand on every play. So, you know, there's, it's like the quarterback of baseball. And there's not much more exciting, like more, like not many more exciting things than someone who has the ball every play on one side of the ball. And when he's on the other side of the ball, he's still electric. Yeah, I, he's the modern day Babe Ruth, essentially, for our generation and the past two generations that weren't alive to see Babe Ruth. And he, <laughs> yeah, he, he led off the All Star game as the leadoff hitter, and then he was also the starting pitcher for the All Star game. And as long as he stays healthy, man, I, I mean, the sky's the limit for this dude. Really, dude, he could hit the moon and back. Like, who knows? Yeah, and it's crazy that he doesn't take any like batting practice, really. Uh, from what's been reported, because yeah. it just 
like 50 mile per hour balls from a pitcher, you know, from a coach don't really match, you know, the hundred mile hours he sees on the um, mound yeah. or on the batter's box. So it, that's just crazy. And it just adds to the legacy. But I, another couple of stars that are, I can see helping the game, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Uh, of course, we know his dad is uh, longtime MLB player, uh, all-star as well. Um, he's just, yeah, he's playing out of his mind right now too. Trying to he's in the triple crown watch also, so he he's dominating the offensive side of the ball. And then Fernando Tatis Jr. Um, he's just I mean he's he's on a World Series team essentially and World Series favorites mm-hmm. for a lot of people for the San Diego Padres. And I think part of the problem with MLB's marketability is those three guys that is listed: San Diego <laughs> Padres, Los Angeles, not the Dodgers, the Angels, and then yeah. the Toronto Blue Jays. Like, yeah, it's tough. They're not playing for the Dodgers. They're not playing for the Yankees. They're not playing for the Sox. They're, well, the Red Sox. They're not playing. Or yeah, they're not playing for. I mean, those are the big ones, but you, yeah. you know, you've got a couple other teams and it's like, they're playing for these relatively big teams, but not, it's, you know, you, no. it's like the ML, or it's like the NBA. You've got the Lakers, Boston Celtics, you've got, um, Bulls uh, and, uh, Warriors. Yeah, what I have, like, yeah. The Bulls. Yeah. Yeah. You've got your, your marquee teams and these are not it. No. And I love yeah. it. I love it. I, I like it too. Because I, I like, I you know, as us being baseball fans, like we follow the sport, like we like seeing the, you know, the smaller teams eat, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but like for casual fans, if you're trying to grow the sport. You need to, MLB needs to allow people to watch games that are out of their market or yeah. change the you way. Have to figure they, out a better way. Yeah, because you want to be able to see teams out of your market so you can see a Guerrero Jr. play in Toronto on a Tuesday night or see Mike Trout and Shohei Otani on the same – they're on the same team. Modern-day Babe Ruth and also probably maybe the best player in baseball that we've ever seen uh, in the game, in in the sport, on the same team right now. And, like, it's not that nobody cares, but it's really – it's not, like, headline sports line news across the country right now. It's – and that, and that's what baseball needs to do. They need to change that, and that's. You know, I that's mean, they need to modernize. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, you can look across the board; they've got problems. Do you remember the whole Bryce Harper thing? And he was, you know, Bryce Harper is the most. I mean, you know, he's a, he's one of the biggest names in the game, anyway. But yeah, he's one of the most outspoken too, right. and he's one of the more like, I guess you could say, exciting names. Yeah. I mean, he's. He's one of the guys who makes headlines. You know, he does some crazy stuff. He makes headlines. He gets excited. He tries to get the crowd into it. He tries to get the fans going. He tries to, you know, he tries to kind of WWE things up a little bit, right? And they have done nothing but like push that to the side and try and, you know, know. sweep that under the rug. They don't want anything to do with it. I'm like, I get the traditional side of baseball, but like, you got to do something to survive. You do. You have to survive and adapt, man, because that's, I mean, love him or hate him. He brings baseball talk to talk shows. He gets the people going. Right. Because <laughs> if it's, if the kids don't want to play baseball or they don't want to watch it, sports going to die with you and me, man. <laughs> yeah. That's a sad death because we're boring. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, dude, I mean, I was so hyped talking about our college basketball stars returning. We didn't even talk about which drinks we're uh, drinking tonight. Uh, I got a fat tire, uh, amber ale in front of me, but I know you have a choice right in front of you. What do you got? Yeah, in yeah. So we got we got a 50-50 shot here. I'm going to let you pick. I mean, they're the okay. two I've talked about the last couple times I've been on because 
This is the two bottles I have accessible yeah. and open right next to me. So I've got four roses. Oops, didn't mean to clink them. Four roses, small batch. It's a bourbon. And I've got Elijah Craig, small batch, also a bourbon. And I figured I'd just let you pick. Yeah, man. The the four roses has been habitual um on this show the past couple of times and it's been awesome. I think to celebrate the news uh for you know our teams, I think we should celebrate with a new bourbon. Not new because okay. it's halfway finished, I see, but you know, we'll we'll go <laughs> oh, with the no. Elijah Craig uh Man, to, uh, fair. to celebrate. Okay. <laughs> Had I known we were celebrating, I would I have an unopened bottle downstairs I would have brought, but we're already here. So uh, yeah. Just pour a little pour bit a up. Nice healthy glass and uh yeah. Oh. I gotta say, I kinda like my whiskey, so you know, and it's on the rocks, of course that's the classic way to drink it. I don't drink it fast enough so the uh, the ice always melts too fast for me and then it gets watered down for me and then like you and me discussed this before and then you're pouring more whiskey to counterbalance the extra water but then it gets yeah, it's you know, a, too warm so you got to throw in more ice cubes and it's just like this never vicious cycle process. yeah so you're I'll laying on the ground from spinning yeah <laughs> but yeah that's a great drink choice man great drink choice all right Let's move on to the NBA Finals. I can't believe this is the third topic that we're talking about. Game wow. five just happened last night. And surprisingly, a road team finally won. The Bucks beat the Suns uh, emphatically at the end with Drew Holiday uh, throwing an alley-oop to Giannis uh, just to put the game away uh, with the foul as well. Um, I mean... Are the Suns done, man? Are are they done? Because I know Kendrick Perkins, uh, when the Suns were up 2-0, he was talking about how the Suns are going to be uh, the new modern-day dynasty, and now they're, their backs are up against the wall. Uh, are, so is this, is this it for them? Because it's going back to Milwaukee, and you know with the Deer <laughs> District, they're going to be going yeah. nuts over there. I mean, okay, don't get me wrong. I, I, you know, if anybody that's following probably knows, I tend to come on here with some hot takes. I like to... I like to spice things up, you know, put a little yalapenos in the sauce, right? But, but Kendrick like Perkins does Bayless nothing. Once in a while. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right? But, like, Kendrick Perkins does nothing but dump ghost peppers in our sauce, right? <laughs> this man is hot take after hot take. Carolina Reapers to the dome, nothing nothing held back. I mean, he's just going to say some ignorant stuff to say it just because yeah. he knows he can get away with it, and he's going to keep his job. And I'm on board. I think it's great. But no. <laughs> First of all, the Suns are not going to be the next dynasty. Because Chris Paul doesn't have a dynasty's worth of time left in his yeah. knees. <laughs> Please and thank you. I love point God. Don't get me wrong. He's got another probably two, three years in him of being pretty good, right? Maybe two years of being elite. Three, four of being pretty dang good, right? But it's not long enough for them to win the dynasty without some more help. I mean, they got kind of lucky to get through the West. Let's be real. Yeah. I know the Lakers were a low seed. Yeah. So did Milwaukee. Yeah. I know the Lakers were a low seed. I mean, they were beat all the tar. Like, you know, they were torn up. AD missed the entire time. LeBron was beat up. Schroeder's a joke. No offense. More offense. Um, <laughs> Kuzma's also been a joke. I mean, Drummond is going to play in China, I think I saw. Like, come on. this. They need, like, one more good player and a couple of bench guys. Or just health. Yes. And they would have they would have sauced bodies, the Suns too. Yeah, they just need people to throw it. You know, Devin Booker can play forty eight minutes a game because he's like twenty four, I think. Like this dude can play the entire game and he can 
you know, score 40 points a game, but he doesn't have that much help outside of Chris Paul and sometimes Aiden. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you get a LeBron who's healthy and uh, AD who's healthy, they can beat most of those guys on their own with just a couple of cadavers. <laughs> they're not the next dynasty. Let's be real. I think they're good and they could become it with their help. Um, but they're not done. They're not done. No, I, yeah, I don't think I so. I think either. this goes seven games and I think it's a coin toss. I think uh, the sun, I, what we've, I don't know, kind of just what I've gathered throughout these playoffs and even through these finals is that the Suns, I think they're the much smarter team. I think they're the faster team. And if they're playing up to the potential, the Bucks are maybe winning two or three out of 10 games if the Suns are playing up to their you know potential. But the Bucks have shown through these playoffs that they're just, they're a bunch of tough, tough SOBs, man. They just out, they will out rebound you to death. Just, you know, Nick pick you apart, man. Slice and dice mm-hmm. you all day. And I think that's what we've seen these uh, past three games of the, the, the Bucks have just been the tougher team. And, you know, the Suns have just not responded to that. And DeAndre, I, you know, DeAndre Aiden, I think is right in the crosshairs of that. He just yep, is, I agree. Yeah. So yeah, the Suns just, I know they're headed to Milwaukee, but in it, it backs up against, they just, of course, they need to keep playing smart. Chris Paul can't make those boneheaded plays that he was making uh, back in Milwaukee. He just can't. I mean, just now that's do or die game six right here. Um, and they just need to be better on the boards, man. They, they, they have no other choice. Um, but yeah, yeah the series it, is not over. No, no. And it, hey, uh, Giannis has had some legacy moments, um, back to back games. It's Chris Paul, it's your time, man. Yeah. You want your legacy to be cemented as one of the best point guards to ever play. You don't want to be like Charles Barkley, where you don't have a ring to kind of. Well, don't I mean, say you'll that. Always, <laughs> you'll always get you know dragged around on TNT by Shaq for you know. Being arguably the best, maybe second best point guard to ever play the game, but not have a ring, and he'll he'll always be able to get you with that. You don't want to be like that, man. Don't want to. Man, that would be brutal. Yeah, I'll tell you, you're right though. So what they need to do, and I think, and I say this as obvious it is as it is, and you've said it too. Aiden is gonna have to eat. He's got to get those boards. He's got to get up there and play like a big man is supposed to do. He's got to play like a big man, man, man. Really, he's got to get in there. And just bang down low and eat it up on the boards. He should be. He needs to. He needs to own the boards. Chris Paul needs to take care of the ball. He needs to do what a point guard should be doing. Uh-huh. Take care of the ball. Make the right plays. He needs to be a facilitator. And Devin Booker needs to do what he's been doing. No turnovers. He, no turnovers. They yeah. just, it's killed them. Yeah, turnovers. And it's and it's been it's been turnovers in key moments. Yeah. Really. You can get away with a couple, and they have until the end when they always – it seems like they inevitably make just this god-awful, you know, last couple possession turnover. And it's like, of all of the times, for a clear future Hall of Famer to just forget how to dribble the dang ball, yeah. and this is when it happens. And it's and – I, and I honestly – I'll make the pick. I think the Suns win in seven. Okay. I think they win in seven, and I think in game seven – Chris Paul is going to have a fin- just ridiculous game. I think he's going to be more of a facilitator, but he's going to hit some really clutch threes, and I think Devin Booker is going to score probably 35-plus. 
but Aiden's going to eat on the boards. I think they're going to get it together. I think they'll force a game seven, and that's everything's going to click for them in that game. I see it. I uh, I would say that uh, if the Bucks don't win it on Tuesday, you know, even though there will be a game seven, just you know, put a fork in and be done. But they did win uh, against the Nets in Game Seven in Brooklyn. Um, you know, I know there's some injuries, but they showed heart during that, uh, despite being down big in the game two. And they were able to show on the road. Uh, they were able to hold off a bunch of rallies from the Suns in Game Five in Phoenix. So, you know, I'm defense travels, man. They're great on defense, and uh, mm-hmm. I won't put it past them to, to pull this out. But um, I'm gonna, I'll take the bucks to finish this out it's not i should say also i don't care who wins because i would like to see Giannis get his running too yeah yeah so here's the thing i these are both like some smaller market teams and like there's both have storylines where i would want you know i want chris paul to get his ring right because i want him exactly and i want booker to, to get his respect yeah and then like seeing the smaller market milwaukee just living in the shadow of chicago um, get their ring, uh, you know, even though we're right. I don't know. I don't know about rivalry, but um, it's just, They're it close just be, enough, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's whatever. I don't really care. Uh, it's not like the bear, bears and uh, Packers or even the Brewers. And Where the we clearly we root for the Packers. I mean, oh, all right. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm not football there. season yet. Aaron Rodgers <laughs> hasn't thrown four touchdowns against us yet. So we can't start talking about that. Hey, you might not even be playing Aaron Rodgers. Who knows? You know, oh, I, I if he leaves Green Bay, I will pay for the ticket. I'll whatever plane ticket he's going, whatever place he's. I mean, it's going to be coach because you know I don't have the money for first class, but you know he he'll get the first flight out of there, out of Green Bay. <laughs> on me, Aaron. If you're listening to this, it's on me. All right. Speaking hey, of I'm quarterbacks, the MM with that. <laughs> speaking of quarterbacks, Tom Brady. Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, his first year outside of New England. According to Adam Schefter, he played the entire 2020 season, including the playoffs and the Super Bowl win, on a torn MCL. I mean, this just kind of has to add to the to the legacy. But it's also like, I'm not that, like, well, first of all, surprised just because, like, you know, MCL is not as severe as ACL. You can, He doesn't move around anyway. He's not a running quarterback. He just stays in the pocket anyway. Right. So it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. for him as much, but it still probably hurts to play on. But um, also, it's just like, yeah, it adds to the legacy, but like, not that it's not impressive for me, but he's just done so much other greatness, like yeah. things that it's really just like a. Almost Where does like, this rank? It's almost just like a footnote in like chapter seven of like his book when he turns 50 and finally retires from the NFL. But I mean, what, what do you think of it, man? Is this just kind of, is this like, towards the top of his like achievements um or is it just kind of like i said like a footnote almost you know i'm i'm kind of torn on i i tend i I think i agree with you i think it's a footnote because he's done so much the thing is you put this in anyone else's like their little book of like what i've done you know Uh their their little accomplishment list like i mean say a guy like you know, and this is no shade to Peyton Manning, but say Peyton Manning won his Super Bowl with the Broncos on a torn MCL. We'd all be like, he did what? Yeah. But because Brady did it for his what? Like, was it his sixth or seventh, seventh whatever it was? Seventh Super Bowl, yeah. Yeah, oh my, look at, I'm losing count. I've been alive for every one of them. I'm yeah. losing <laughs> count. 
his seventh Super Bowl on a torn MCL, and we're just like, is this even a big deal? But if we put this on any other quarterback, we'd be like, praise hallelujah. He's got, like, if, I mean, granted, they play a different game, but if Patrick Mahomes did this, Sports Center would talk about it for the next six months. Oh, yeah. On every, every Dude, day. Every I was day. just thinking that. If it was Patrick Mahomes, they would have knocked down the, the Washington Monument in D.C. and <laughs> built a Patrick Mahomes statue. Like him exactly. in like a full body cast throwing the yeah. touchdown pass to uh, <laughs> Travis Kelsey or something. Like, exactly. They're going to rewrite granted, the, yeah. they're erase George Washington's name quarterback. off the <laughs> Declaration of Independence and put Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. MCL tear to Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the Declaration of Independence, like all of it, like all of it's going to be just just going to Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, all of it, everything. <laughs> it's going to have his number, maybe a signature or two, a forged one at the bottom just for good measure. Like, <laughs> come on. Maybe his footprint with his cleats on. I don't know. But I mean, granted, he plays a totally different game. I mean, he's yeah, more mobile. Yeah. He runs. Yeah, right. He off, actually needs his MCLs. Yeah, yeah, his MCL plays a plays a role a little more so, but but I mean, at the age of uh, ninety two for Brady, uh, like come on, an MCL tear can't go over too hot, and it doesn't heal quick, so that probably hurt like a mother trucker, and like yeah, I mean, I think it adds to it, but I mean, at this point in this guy's career, who is to me unequivocally the there is no good argument to me, he's the best quarterback. NFL history of all time and we're just waiting to see if anyone can top it I mean this to me is a footnote but an impressive one yeah yeah I agree it's just like you said it's not that it wasn't impressive it's just he's done so much better stuff not better stuff he's just had so much accomplishment that it's um Mm -hmm. it almost just a side note in there but all right man let's move on to we'll switch back to the college here Name, image, and likeness, NIL, has passed for college athletes. Uh, I think like July 1st it was, or July 7th, something like that. Uh, so they can actually start profiting off of, you know, they're not getting paid by the schools, but, you know, if they want to go do a local commercial or they want to post on their Twitter account for a local business and that business will give them money, they can actually, you know, take money for that. Um, instead of just you know signing autographs for free through school functions, um, they can actually start. They they're not you know associated with the university when they do this stuff. They can't say they're from you know Michigan or Illinois, but still they can actually start making money. Um, these college athletes, and I think a big part of that played into Hunter Dickinson's and Kofi Coburn's decisions to come back, right? Because I know there's risk for coming back because, you know, maybe they, you know, are holding off their professional careers, but they can actually start making money and possibly even more as opposed to if they were just in the G League making, I don't know, 50 grand a year uh, and probably not raking in any endorsement money as opposed to being national player of the year candidates at two big time programs for fan bases that are just absolutely crazy for their college sports uh, where they can make. I don't know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. So yeah, they, I'm sure they want to work on their end goal is to be in the NBA, but making money at college is not a, you know, not a bad thing. So my question to you is if you were them or you were a star athlete and I don't know, you loved this random fast food joint, random bar, random, awesome restaurant. What is one place you'd want to be sponsored by? Are we limited to like bars or restaurants or like anything? 
anything to you. Anything in their college, anything like an Ann Arbor, uh, and anywhere Fort Wayne. Yeah. Any so, place. so like anything kind of like around where you go to school or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay. Huh. If I were, <coughs> excuse me, if I were going to do it around Ann Arbor, that's kind of tough. I mean, you could take it, like you could say, I mean, it's not super close, but you could say, like, you'd go all the way to, like, Ford or Christ or GM, rather, like, anything oh, like that. I mean, that's a yeah. couple hours away. You could get some real big money if you're, like, a, you know, like a some kind of overarching star. I'm not saying our basketball players would be that, you know. Um, but something like that would be pretty crazy. Um trying to think of like an alcohol company that's in Michigan and I'm coming up blank and I know there are some that's the worst part of oh, think there's of some good breweries up there for sure yeah oh yeah I would I would probably aim for that I mean if we opened it up totally I'll tell you right now I want Bud Light or Bush Light <laughs> to just do it because I mean you gotta think like or any any light beer you know you get Miller Coors I mean I just named my two that I go to um pick any of those every college kid in your state Unless, you know, for Michigan, you know, say they're a Michigan State fan, they might be like, I'm not buying a Hunter Dickinson Bush Light or Bud Light. And I'd be like, oh, okay, well, you suck. But right. everyone else that goes, anyone that goes to Michigan is going to be like, yo, this beer is, one, not expensive. Two, it's beer. Three, it's got our dude's face on it. Let's do yeah. it. And he's going to make all of that cheddar. And he's going to be more famous. And also, side note, I think they made a great choice by coming back for exactly the reason you said. They're still going to make money this year. Yeah, They're just going to make slightly less money than they would in the NBA, but I think overall more because, one, both of our guys are going to come back. And health assumed they're going to get better, Mm -hmm. improve the draft draft stock, make more money, learn more. When they go into the NBA, they're going to play better at their positions. They're not going to become like little forgetful footnotes on their teams, you know. Like yeah. a, this, I hate to say this because I love the kid. I, I, you know, he seems like a really good guy, and I met him a couple of times because I went to school with him. But like Caleb Swanigan played for Purdue. I went to high school with him, and he was a really nice guy. And he went to play for the Blazers, and I don't think he's in the league anymore. Yeah. And I really think had he been in college for a little longer, he might have been able to develop a little more, and then like. I just it seems like he was just forgotten in the league and I hate that. Yeah. And that's kind of tough. And I that was what I was really scared about for like Hunter Dickinson. I was like, he could be really, really good, but I don't want him to get there too early. Yeah. A lot of these kids, I know their goal is to get to the NBA, but your goal should also be to stay in the NBA mm-hmm. and not just And there's outside your, pressures, like Yeah, and just outside play out, you know, outside your because I mean, of course, they're confident they should be in their skills that they think they're like the best players coming up out of the draft. Um, And you know, you should have that confidence if you're gonna try to be playing the game of basketball anyway in the NBA. But it's also like if you're just getting fed the wrong stuff and only listening to what you want to hear, man, that could really hurt your chances. And you know, Cable Swanee, I could think of a bunch of other athletes who had that, um, you know opportunity to go to the nba and you know they were drafted like second round or high first round or something and yeah you made it to the nba but then what you just kind of fizzled out after a few years and then right. you know you didn't have a built-up brand back in your uh where you played college ball um so you can't really mm-hmm. fall back on that I mean, you can maybe go play overseas for a couple years if you know other players have not established themselves by then uh out in europe so it's it's tough, man. It's yeah. a huge gamble, and I I think it's a great idea that they came back. Of course, I have selfish reasons for 
you know, bias <laughs> because it makes our team better. But no, but like seriously, think of like how many players in the past we were like, man, if you just came back for an extra year and you could have really solidified yourself in that like Ann Arbor community, in the Champagne Urbana community, where like you're a legend there. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, even if you didn't, and they'll win, support like, you for life. Like, yeah, they're gonna. Yeah, you'll never have to buy another drink. In, in that place yep. you you can just do local advertisements um or i don't know you'll always have a you know a place to go to if you stay there for a long time and not just like a one and done like at a duke or kentucky or north carolina right i think they right. feel about a lot of those players unless they were like four-year yeah. guys um, and further on just because i brought it up the swanigan thing i don't pretend to know what his situation was going into that draft I don't, but like, I know a lot of times it seems like players, you know, they, they might just need to support their families. Yeah. yeah, They see money and they go Mm -hmm. because they have to, right? Now they don't have, and you know, this should have been done years ago. Oh yeah. But now they don't have to make that choice because they can finally make money on where they are now. Right. And like I said, I don't know that that was his case. I don't even suspect it necessarily. I don't, I have nothing to base it on, but that, you know, he could have waited and I like that kid had skill. He was really good in the Big Ten, at least. Right. Like, he could have. It just feels like he he ended up. You know, it it seems like he just went too early or something and just fizzled out because he had so much. I thought he was going to be really good in the NBA, honestly. Yeah, so, uh, I thought so too because he bullied Illinois uh, all the time, and it was yeah he did work on them. That's for sure. Um, like yeah. you said, these like the NBA is always going to be there. College mm-hmm. once you leave. You can't go back. You can't go yeah, back to out. refine your skills after like, you know, after your first two years in the league and you're like, holy crap, I think I should have stayed in college another year to kind of refine my skills. I would have been even higher draft pick. I would have, you know, learned the game a little bit better and worked on my body a little bit more. You can't do it. You can't go back. And it's, yeah. I, I'm sure these There's guys no don't rush their decisions. Yeah. But that's, um, yeah, of course, I think a lot of these guys think, man, I just don't want to get injured and then never have a chance at the NBA, you know, too. So. Which is a good reason, too. But yeah. Uh, basketball, but, at least compared to football, you're a little less. Yeah. You can usually to me, rebound seems. a little bit better uh, as opposed to NFL um, and yeah. football. But, yeah, um, awesome that NIL has passed. I, you know, like you said, it's been a long time coming. should have been passed long 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 time ago and i think i'm with you Decades. being on a, like a, a beer like a light beer that's like cheap that college kids would just binge because it's you know cheap and quantity wise it's there for them mm-hmm. and it's got your face on it oh yeah that'd be awesome i don't think it's allowed because i don't think they're allowed to do like uh drugs alcohol and all that stuff oh yeah but i would do it yeah that looks like we're thing. looking at you get on it make it happen <laughs> After you sponsor our show, of course, uh, Bell Sports. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that's it. I'll send you my info. <laughs> All right, man. A uh, lot of fun. Thanks for hopping on with me. Um, also, um, if you cannot wear a 1989 specific shirt again, um, Michigan's fine. Just 1989, <laughs> it still hurts. So uh <laughs> that i didn't even think about that that's then. so funny <laughs> i'll uh i won't bring up the fact that we beat you in ann arbor uh by 23 without io um and kofi coburn what? is gonna make Hunter dickinson when his uh, child again so oh do you want we can you know what all right we're still on the podcast hey do you want to make some bets on this preseason we can talk about all this. right yeah I mean, has the schedule come out yet even uh no well maybe i guess i don't know we can look that up, but we can just, you know, we can figure that out. 
they got to play each other once, at least once. Yeah, so. for sure. But, um, it'll be interesting if they don't in the regular season, be in the tournament. Come on, at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, we'll definitely do some bed. We'll we'll try to come up with something. Uh, maybe we'll put like a bottle of bourbon on it or something. Um, depending so, yeah. on uh, how many times they play or whatever. And of course, I, I like this idea of uh, doing like a second half podcast or something. Uh, doing that would be fun. Least, yeah, um, one of us will be drinking for pleasure. One of us will be drinking for uh, <laughs> sadness, and uh, <laughs> the world will go around once again. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe we can figure out a time. Where maybe we could get together. Ooh, cool. yeah. I would like that. Yeah, that would be sick. Um, or, yeah, man, I'm already thinking Big Ten Tournament if they played in the Big Ten Tournament. Hey. Although, it, Michigan, at least during the John Gross years, uh, like in early 2010s and like mid-2010s, it seemed like Michigan played Illinois every single year and just Illinois, they just blew out Illinois by like 23 points, 20, like 30 points every single time because it's just a week. As we do, you know. I, just, I seem to remember Illinois making a point of calling Michigan the white collar team just to get sauce by. Oh, yeah, that was stupid. No, I like, I was like, dude, you, like, you're a senior right now. Yeah, you're in your best year and you beat them once despite losing to them for the past three years and you played them at home. You haven't gone to yeah. Ann Arbor yet, like you do later. Like, why? I was just so mad at that. I was just like, dude, you have no leg to stand on. You're, <laughs> you're barely, you guys. I was like, you're a fringe tournament team as is, and you probably yeah. wouldn't make the tournament. You're just talking shit. Um, I remember when it happened, and like, not because like I have nothing against Illinois. Like, when you guys don't play us, just because you're a fan, like I'll root for them. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. Like, they're kind of a fun team to root for anyway. You know, yeah. and I just remember hearing that, and like not being even mad. I just remember thinking. Oh, you might have poked a bear. Yeah, but. it would, it would be one thing if it was like coming from like a like a rival or something. I guess you know, Big Ten are supposed to be rivals, but it's like I don't know. I don't really consider Michigan like the you know rival of Illinois. You know, year mm-hmm. in and year out, it's not like we have it circled on the calendar every single year. But it was right. yeah, Maverick Morgan. Um, yeah, he was a great center his senior year. The other years he was not that great as a role player, but. I didn't get that when he said it, but, um, man, it's interesting though. Um, yeah, John Beeline was, I think like, uh, 35 and two against John Gross, I think, uh, and the Illini during his time <laughs> in Michigan, but, uh, Brad Underwood surprisingly like, like three and O against, uh, Juwan Howard. Um, not expect- you guys had expect some really go. good teams. Yeah, yeah, that you guys was really. He's really put you guys together. He's impressive. No, because the first the two, least. yeah, the first two years when John Beeline was still there and before Juwan Howard came and before Brad Underwood built up the uh, team, yeah, I think it, we still got blown out. Like it was John Gross's because there's still a lot of John Gross's players. But um, yeah, man, that that's a, a fun rivalry, um, especially with last mm-hmm. year with the whole Big Ten tournament talk uh, going on and. Um, you know, the you know, who should have actually been if been co-champions and stuff based on winning percentages due to canceled games of COVID. I yeah. wanted Michigan to win uh, against Ohio mm-hmm. State so they could have played in the tournament. Uh, against Wouldn't that have been cool? Yeah, that would have been like the icing on the cake that I think everybody wanted. Everybody wanted. I mean, I'm glad Illinois still won the, the tournament. Um, yeah, me too. Actually, it, it would have been better if it was like against Michigan because, like, it was like, I mean, Ohio State, it was like, we don't really have any gripe against Ohio State. I would, we had gripe against Iowa, the team we played before them, and Rutgers, the team we played before them, and that was great beating them. But Ohio State, I was like, eh, oh well, 
I don't really care. I may live to regret this, but honestly, for bat and they're good. Don't get me wrong. Ohio State is a good basketball, and they beat us last time. But like it, almost in basketball, it like it feels like they're just kind of there. Yeah, like they're they're solid. They have a lot of talent. Very good last year. I like Chris. But I'm not. I never think of them as scary until I mean, and granted, they beat us. You know, yeah. like that. Yeah, same like, here. That. But like, <laughs> it's not like that's the game I schedule or, or like circle on the schedule where I'm like, ooh. Yeah. yeah, I just uh, yeah, I'm the same they way. Surprise me. They just don't scare you, and maybe I just associate them more with football uh, and being. Like, I definitely do football, <laughs> and it, it's just like eh, I don't really. They don't, even though they're like habitually top half Big Ten team, if not like you know top three, it's still they don't move the needle for me. Agreed. Uh, all right, man. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Join my fat tire. Hope the Elijah Cray celebra- celebratory drinks. And we have a lot to look forward to the college basketball, of course. And then, uh, like I said, every single show, um, fantasy football, regular football is coming around the corner. We've got the Olympics coming up. We're going to be chanting some USA, uh, talking about sports we have no idea about, um, and just making, you know, random picks here and there. Watch the Jamaicans beat the Americans once again in uh, some relay races. <laughs> <laughs> Although you say Bolts, I think finally retired, so maybe we'll have a thank the good lord. Maybe we'll have a snowball chance as hell <laughs> finally winning uh, this Olympics. So, wait, All what right, are man, we good at? Uh, we're swimming. Well, Michael Phelps is gone, so actually, I don't know. Oh crap! Um, and the one dude, the one dude's retiring. I think. I don't remember his name. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, see, this is how much well, we know. We know we're like, not good at anything. We know Usain Bolt, Michael Phelps. Fifty percent of those <laughs> two names weren't even American. <laughs> yep, it's not great. And basketball too. Our teams are our basketball oh. teams getting their doors blown off. God, they should just quit. It's <laughs> so bad. I you think, see our two replacements. Yeah, I don't even our know. Two who replacements are Javale McGee and who's the <laughs> other kid? I'm not, no disrespect, but like he's probably a young guy. I'm sure. I never even heard of him. Like I don't get why they didn't bring Trey Young. He wanted to go. So yeah, they brought I don't this understand. Dude. Like Trey Young is one of the best players in the NBA. Um, like what's going on? Like did we? We're, I didn't even look at our roster. I have no idea. Are we overloaded on point guards? Like I don't not. know. But I just know they're short on bodies right now, and they had to cancel some exhibition games because they just don't have enough people. Because Kevin Love <laughs> dropped out for like injury stuff and then a couple other players that will leave for COVID protocols and yeah so that, it's it's not looking good of course it's because I mean now you know a lot of other teams you know around the world they have NBA players on their roster because NBA is getting more international international every single year yeah and so it's stupid not, Australia <laughs> right and so the Americans don't really have a monopoly on all the talent anymore uh, for the NBA, which is good for the game of basketball. Uh, but it just sucks during Olympic time. The Americans don't send their best to go play. Um, it also, yeah, it feels like a lot of our guys, I think it comes down to like, they, it seems like they care less, which, you know, whatever. If you don't care, you don't care. But yeah. it feels like our players care less because we have so many good players from, you know, from the U.S., I mean, we probably have out of the top 10 players in the world, I bet we have seven or eight of them. Yeah. And it's like, none of them want to play. And I understand why. You don't want to get hurt. You're not getting paid. The NBA championship is more important to them. Oh, oh, it's more important to me, too, to be honest with you. But, but like, I don't, I don't blame them for not wanting to play, but it's like guys that are the best players from Australia, the UK. Giannis is surely playing for his home country once they're out of this, if they're, you know, 
it's like, you know, he's, I mean, Giannis is what, probably a top five player in the NBA, like top three, whatever you might put him at, probably put him top five, but, but like, he's going to play his heart out for that team. But yeah. like, our, yeah. like LeBron's not playing. Uh, I don't think Harden's playing. KD, I think is playing. Yeah, he is playing. I remember right. He showed he showed the heart of a champion actually in that Nets yeah. um, in that Nets Bucks series, man. I will say that. So he he showed me a lot of heart, yeah. even though he KD earned me back. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm still going to bail on him for choose for going to the Warriors and everything, but at least I will say he <laughs> has a lot of heart, despite me yeah. Yeah. continue making fun of him for going to the Warriors. He deserves um, it. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of just like soccer um, with like the World Cup being the tournament that you need to win. Like if you win the Olympics, that's like cool, I guess. But like it's still not the same as winning the World Cup. I don't get it because they're both international tournaments where every single country is sending, you know, the best players and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like it still doesn't not matter i mean it matters but it's just not on that same level and i think that's kind of how a lot of nba players treat the uh uh olympics as compared you know to the nba championship or it's you know they're just thinking more about you know the legacy is more cemented by a championship than a olympic ring same how as like a world cup title is more important than an olympic gold medal oh yeah the gold medal means so much less than the trophy in the ring like the thing about like you like it's a great point you just made about about the World Cup. I mean, somehow the World Cup, and I don't I don't pretend to understand how they pulled it off, but it's true, is so much more important than the Olympics. It's yeah. not even close. I mean, you get stabbings over regular games overseas for these yeah. games. You talk about the World Cup. I would be willing to bet if you picked a team from, you know, there's probably several countries where you could pick like a team's fan, like their super fans. You know, and they would they would be like, yeah, I'd be cool with killing an entire city of our people to win <laughs> that. And over they would here, hit that red like, button in a heartbeat, dude. Yeah, they're like, bop, done. <laughs> over here, we're like, the Olympics, we always win that. I don't care. Like, for basketball, you know. Like, yeah. So, I, would, I, would, I, would take, I would take a World Cup win for the U.S. over over the, the Olympics for basketball. I mean, I know there's two different sports, but I would take it in a heartbeat. Okay, would you take a World Cup win for the U.S. over a Michigan <laughs> national football title? Oh, Think about it. Man. It's the entire country. It's not your selfish um, fan base. <laughs> yeah, okay. So there's two sides of it. So, like, on one side, I would love, love to see a U.S. Like, that would be oh. – that would be so the World Cup. That would be so cool because we could all go crazy together. Yeah. But if you think about it this way, if Michigan wins, I can go crazy and laugh at you for not being able to go crazy. <laughs> That's really tough. No, I would oh, – man, I hate it. I would go for the World Cup, gosh, just so we could all rage together and I wouldn't have to probably work for a week afterwards. I but, it. Yeah. but if Michigan won, I wouldn't work for the next week anyway because my boss would never hear from me again. <laughs> Yeah, basketball or football. I'm like before you even finish that sentence, I'm just like smacking that red button <laughs> and eliminating the US from like the next four World Cups so that we never even win. But oh, I, mean, like, so I did, you know, I would think about it for a split second of thinking, <laughs> you know, 
I mean, I would have guilt for like maybe a little bit, but after that, I'd be like, nah, man, it was worth it because I. What were we doing, basketball or football for? But I would either, either oh. for me, either. You give me football, I'm taking the football. If you give me basketball, I'm going with the soccer. Well, yeah, because you guys already have a ring, though, you know. Yeah, well, we've done it to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you guys already got yeah, and then football too. But I mean, like. We shared know. it. Was that what ninety seven? Was before it was PCS, but yeah. ninety seven. It wasn't Michigan like in, shared it with Nebraska, which was bullcrap. We got hosed. I'm gonna say it on the record. We're on the podcast. We got hosed because of that stupid coach that was retiring for Nebraska and everyone felt bad. Yeah, no, firing. it's he's a legend. Yeah, I mean everybody got screwed in the BCS era or in like pre BC in the in the poll area where it's just you know they announced. But I mean that's the greatness of the college football playoff is like it's undisputed that you are mm-hmm. the champion. So that's why it's that much better. <laughs> Unless you're like, what is it, Florida Gulf Coast or whoever the heck that was? <laughs> uh, yeah, University of Central Florida. Yeah, they won that, like that's it. <laughs> they won like twenty seven straight games and then they never and got higher than World. like in the nation. Oh, that, I mean that is stupid. Like I mean. I don't think they would have won the title, but like you win 27 straight games and you're not even <laughs> looked at as a possibility. So it's like, what else could you possibly do? It's it's not even about what they could do though. It's just about like what you know would happen. Like yeah, you're like, yeah, right. the, 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 the judges were like, we could have put them in it, but like you just had a 40 point blowout for funsies. Like, come on. <laughs> they would have got like, I don't care. You know, every one of you on that team, if you hear this, I hope they hear this. Cause that means we're blowing up. Right. But if you guys hear this, you can at me on Twitter. I want to hear what you have to say because you're wrong. You would have got sauced. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, who knows? Unless you were playing Illinois, then they, we would have gotten beat down by 80 against UCF, a group of five team. But uh, I, I, one more thing, too. I know, I know you got the 1989 shirt. Is it wrong to say that Michigan fans celebrate the Fab Five more than the actual championship team? Oh, not at all. Oh, it was really? A cultural it, it just change. seems like from like uh, maybe this is just because I'm looking from the outside in. Like when people talk about like Michigan basketball, they don't talk about like the titles or anything. They just talk about, talk about you know, Chris five. Weber and yeah, and Jawan Howard, Jalen Rose, uh, Jawan yeah, Rose. Yeah. Like I never hear anything about the 1989 team, and I'm a flying line. You know, obviously, I'm thinking about the flying <laughs> line. Like outside, yeah. it seems like on the outside, people talk more about the flying Illini that ended, you know, beat Michigan twice in the regular season, then lost in the final four. And that, that team went on to win the national championship. And I like hear more about that team than the team that actually won the title that year. Uh, but maybe that's, yeah. well, you have to, I mean, you have to think like, first of all, I wasn't there for it. Like, yeah, no, but right. <laughs> as a, you know, as a Michigan fan and like having family of my dad, my uncle, his brother, they're diehard, always have been Michigan fans. My aunt, they were all there for it. They, you know, they remember all of that and actually probably went to, well, I know they went to at least some of those games. And yeah, I know. I don't think you're wrong at all to say that. I think because of all that drama and yeah. all of the, the crazy turmoil and, and the, the just the really nutty stuff that happened there. And, and the fact that like the fab five, like were just cultural, like changes just for basketball in general. I mean, they were, you know, they were yeah. the oh, yeah. thing, you know, I mean, I don't think it's wrong to say that because it goes beyond the Michigan fan base. I mean, you could talk about, you know, who won this when, and no one's going to know until you start talking about the fat five. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that, that is, that is, it's not even about like the eighties or whatever. And like that, that t- whatever, you know, like you could pick your time frame, and then it's just like, okay, but when did the fat five play? 
oh, okay, everything's yeah. relative, you know? Right. No, I, I like I watching after watching the thirty for thirty, and I think thirty for thirties do this to you. Like no matter what team it's about, it's just like you kind of become a fan, or you're like rooting for that team. Like in the Trojan mm-hmm. Horse uh, thirty for thirty with USC, I was rooting for them to beat uh, Texas in the national championship game. Although <laughs> even though I was you... like, I was probably you know when I was a kid, I think I remember myself rooting for Texas to upend USC because they had won you know two straight titles, and I wanted to see a new team do it. And I thought Vince Young was awesome and he was yeah he's freaking off yeah i thought he was amazing yeah because he but, was <laughs> yeah um but like I'm, I'm an illinois fan and i wanted michigan to win that title game those two title games and it broke it almost like broke my heart and i wasn't even a michigan fan just like seeing the yeah. timeout thing in the back and i was <sighs> like oh no um, it does still hurt to watch yeah 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 i hey man i've been there it's but, just like when barrett was short <laughs> i'll never i will never get over that there it was short we have the the photos the video to prove it it's not some conspiracy i understand you can't leave it up to the rest you know make it make it less close whatever human but error. yeah it, yeah it hurts to know that by a human error that's probably how we lost that game and that could have been a linchpin turning moment you know that's that's also like okay so they saw that timeout call but if you remember in the 2015 Eastern Conference semis, uh, that stupid coach that Cleveland fired after like one year because he was just absolutely terrible, tried to call a timeout when they had no timeouts left, and that should have gave the Bulls the ball. Instead, the refs <laughs> were looking – there were like two refs looking at the head coach, and they saw him call the timeout, but they also saw LeBron pretty much Spartan kicking him back to the bank, telling him no to shut up. Exactly what you're talking about. LeBron like, not the coach here. And they let the call go, and they're like, oh, yeah, we didn't see nothing. And then LeBron goes and hits the game winner, and the Bulls are eliminated from the playoffs. Or They could have gone up 3-1. Instead, it was a series tied to 2-2. And, you know, LeBron's running over. Shut up, shut up, shut up, shut up. <laughs> he's like, I know the rule book better than you. You're done. Sit down. It shows you how bad of a coach he was if he's not, like he's never coaching another game in his life. He's not even coaching. Oh, yeah, that, I don't even remember what his name was. Who was, was that? Was it not a Bledsoe? I don't even know. No, no, uh, 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 the white guy. He, he had a he had an odd looking face. I think it was different. Wasn't he face. like Russian? What was his name? Maybe I don't. Know. He actually ended up. He went on to coach somewhere else. I'll tell you later. I wouldn't Hopefully doubt it. This, now I don't think he would get another head coaching job, but definitely he's probably on the bench somewhere. It wasn't for an NBA team. It was for like an Olympic team or something. Oh yeah, okay. I think I think or an international something. I'll tell you later. I'll figure it out. All right, man. We just went off the absolute rails, but those make the best <laughs> shows. Those make the best shows. Just that was a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we'll we'll get more of our grievances out for our respective uh, fan bases when uh, our other sports start coming up. I, you know, uh, next next time we talk, I definitely want to talk about uh, what's going to happen with the Cubs and the Indians in the off season and who's going to be what trade pieces. I mean, Jock Peterson already got traded to Atlanta. Um, so the, the sell-off is happening soon for the Cubs and, uh, I'm sure for the Indians too, it's just a matter of time before, uh, um, they just start selling off. Um, so we'll see, man. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining me and we'll talk to you soon. Anytime.